Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and this is show 74. And today we are talking hypnotherapy with an amazing woman that I came across a few months ago. And uh, we decided to try one of her virtual hypnotherapy sessions as a team in the office. And it was so fantastic that we just thought, right, let's have Karen on the show. She can talk us through hypnotherapy, the science, how you build a successful hypnotherapy session, right down to the music that's used. We talk about a whole bunch of really nerdy things. And Dr. Karen Phillip is an inspiration in the work she does with a background in psychotherapy and counselling, adding hypnotherapy to um, as a feather in her cap, if you like, to make the work that she does with her clients um, all around the world uh, as effective as possible. And she has a hypno- an answer to almost everything on her uh, virtual hypnotherapy website. It's, um, it's really awesome to explore and to have a go at a couple of sessions and to really spend some time thinking about why you want to make that change, I think is always a really helpful um, addition to preparing for a hypnotherapy session so that you're really focused on why you've chosen to do that. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little minute. I just wanted to remind you super quickly that we have the beautiful Dr. Bronner's soaps and the whole range because they don't just have soaps these days, lots of things. I love their lip balm. It's all 15% off for you in February. Um, Our show supporters do such a beautiful job of helping make low-tox swaps easier on your pocket uh, as you're going through and swapping things out or even if you've been doing this for ages and you want to make the most of an offer on some of your favorite products. I know so many people who've done Golo Talks, which by the way is open for registration if you want to join me this round. Uh, I'm very excited to kick off what will be our 10th round. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, if you guys who have done that course, obviously you'd know about Dr. Bronner's and you would have seen my interview with Lisa either through the course or back in show number two on the podcast. And you'll probably be wanting to stock up on some of your faves. Um, the citrus Castile soap is just divine. I've taken that away on, on holidays before. And I told you last week about Rose um, and the Salsards. Mentioned the lip balm, of course. Um, and a lot of low toxers with short hair are loving the hair cream as a conditioner. Because it's not oily and it doesn't leave a residue, but it still nourishes the hair and keeps it really nice and moisturized. So if you wanted to try that one out, I thought I'd mention that one today as well. As Emmanuel Brunner, the founder founder of Dr. Brunner said, let's be generous, fair and loving to Spaceship Earth and all its inhabitants for we are all one or none. And I'm going to say that every week that they're supporting our show this month because I just think the more we're curious to learn about why we're different and bring ourselves closer together, the more peace we can create in the world, um, the more compassion, the more understanding. And I really think that all of us can do that in our own little corners to change this um, really terrifying, sometimes scary media picture that we see of, of a real divisiveness out there. And Um, There's so much that we all have in common. We all want safe homes, food, shelter, clothing, um, good education for our kids. Uh, You know, we all want the same things. So the sooner we realise that, the better. And I love that Emmanuel Bronner, the founder of Dr. Bronner's, 
started his company with that vision and to create a company that was socially and environmentally responsible and that now his great-great-great-grandkids, now the fifth generation of uh, Dr. Bronner's soap makers and still doing the same thing. So much incredible uh, activism they do on behalf of animals and factory farming right through to... um, legalizing hemp products um, because hemp is such a sustainable fast-growing plant it's incredible to use in uh, cosmetics and foods um, for its protein as well as uh, fighting for uh, equal pay and their uh, or fair pay rather they had a huge campaign last year and they put a whole bunch into that to get that $15 an hour minimum wage happening um, in the states and while they may not be there by and large um, at least there I just find it so comforting to know that there are companies um, that don't just worry about their bottom line and profits and take it all and go and buy a yacht they're actually saying we've got enough to be comfortable and let's see what we can do for um, social causes and and the rest of the world that needs our help and I just they're beautiful anyway I could rave about them obviously until I'm blue in the face and I hope you can hear the sincerity in my voice because having visited them personally and taken the time out to do that in um, Southern California last year and driven down there I'm so glad I made the trip because um Everything that you hear and see uh, is not just marketing speak, it's real. They live and breathe it and you can see it in every employee that is in their, um, in their building, uh, really inspiring. So enjoy that 15% off and enjoy this chat all about hypnotherapy. I, I learnt loads and, um, and it certainly motivated me to explore it a little further. Hello Karen, how are you? I'm always wonderful. Thank you, Alex. Oh, that's so great to hear. And I'm really excited to have you on the show. We've never talked about hypnotherapy on the show before. And when we came across the work you do recently, I thought, ah, brilliant. We haven't talked hypnotherapy. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And, um, and I thought we might just start by hearing a little bit about your journey as a, as a practitioner and how you came to be doing what you do today and why you might have chosen hypnotherapy. You know, what, what was it that made you think, ah, that's how I want to support people. This is really effective. Great question. Well, I've been a counselling psychotherapist for, gee, about 18, 19 years now. And while we're trained in a range of therapies, CBT, solution focus, gestalt, a whole range of things, I was finding after the first few years that although my clients were progressing well, I just had an intrinsic feeling that I should be able to get them to where they want to go faster. And people were coming in with various habits that they didn't want and wondered why they were doing things like losing their temper, gambling, nail-biting, why they couldn't lose weight, this sort of thing. So I started to gravitate and I studied EMDR, which is an eye pattern movement, EFT, which is a tapping modality. And then I came across clinical hypnotherapy and absolutely loved it. And it didn't take me long to understand very, very quickly that the benefits that people can have by using their own inbuilt ability, their own, the power of their own mind to adjust and, and correct any issues that they, that they experience. Because hypnotherapy, it's a natural process. And it's a process in which your mind is more receptive to positive suggestions while releasing negative feelings. It, it aids the mind's ability to rapidly integrate new skills, strategies and strengths. And this combined with the, the psychotherapy that I'm also trained in 
was allowing my clients to respond and benefit so quickly. And from there, I've um, I've just proceeded uh, to to learn more and more. Mm. And in looking at the history of hypnotherapy, you've got uh, Franz, I think his name is Franz Mesmer. I might get that wrong. Yes. Um, and he was kind of regarded as the father of hypnotherapy in the early 1800s. But it's been around a lot longer than that, right? Oh, look, there's there's stories of hypnotherapy being used uh, way back in the, in the 15th, 16th century, mainly in Asia, and they used it considerably for pain control, uh, you know, to lower pain, and then it started to be used what they called neurohypnotism, which was a sleeping of nerves. That's what they actually called it, and surgeons started to use it in the um, around the mid-1800s. Uh, and, and it's basically gone from there. We've got uh, Pavlov and um, LeMays who, who used it during childbirth for, for lowering pain. It just changes the, the threshold of, uh, of sensory stimulation, if you like. Mm. So it's been around for quite a long time. But unfortunately, once drugs and anesthesia came in, hypnotherapy seemed to dissipate somewhat. Yeah. And do you think it has a place, uh, well, I mean, I'm just thinking about getting uh, like, you know, having a cesarean, for example. Are, are you saying you could hypnotise yourself to actually have that procedure and not need the anaesthetic? You cannot do it yourself. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. You need a hypnotherapist and you would need to work for a number of weeks. But I've even spoken to a surgeon who did some of his training in Asia and the first, uh, he was a, a thoracic surgeon. He's trained as a thoracic surgeon, heart surgeon. He then went on to uh, to do kidney work. But he said the first time that he went into the theatre in this particular uh, registered hospital, it was in China, the patient walked in, laid on the table. It was a woman. The hypnotherapist who'd been working with her for a number of weeks relaxed her down because this woman was unable to have anaesthetic. They hypnotised her down, cut her open, operated on her heart, sewed her up, and then the hypnotherapist brought her back, opened her eyes, she stood up and walked off the table, popped in a bed to recover with drips and things, and he was just astonished. <sighs> he said that is the that is the first um, time he'd ever really witnessed it. And he, when he came back to Australia, he tried to share that story with many of his colleagues, but he, he learned very <laughs> Good to luck. never about it again. <laughs> But no, it's, it's so incredibly powerful. Our mind is so incredibly powerful. Yeah. And it sounds like what you were talking about before in terms of what attracted you to it in the first place, is it almost a form of removing the, the debris, the, like, the, the stuff that we add in because of everything we absorb, all the information or the fears or the media telling us everything's terrible or, um, you know, maybe you've got an unfortunate situation where you've got a parent growing up shaming you constantly. Is hypnotherapy a way of, of removing all of that and getting right into the juice of the power of your own mind? Yes, uh, uh, precisely is. What, what we have now is look, we've always had people, we're just more aware of it these days, we, we go through life, we're raised in a home, a household with our own family culture and, and our own parental modelling. Some of it's good, some of it's a little questionable, but we take all of those experiences with us. We absorb those and we take them into our lives and into our future. Now, if some of those experiences have been harsh, if we've been treated poorly as a, as a child, whether it be physically, emotionally or whatever, 
then that does have an effect on all of our experiences throughout our life. And we call that baggage. We all refer to that as our baggage. Mm. But not when we adults talk about baggage, we usually refer to it in past relationship issues. But baggage goes much further than that. It goes right back to our childhood and the experiences that we grew up with, how we felt about ourselves as a child. Did we feel worthy? Were we able to develop confidence? Were we, were we precious to our parents? You know, all of these sorts of things that do come in to our current experiences and the feelings that we place about ourselves, the worth that we put on ourselves, the confidence that we feel. And it's all of these things, and it does sound complicated, but you know what? It really isn't Mm. because once we're able to adjust the subconscious mind, once we're able to eliminate that past baggage and those issues that we may have experienced as a younger person, then we can move forward in a completely new way, almost like a reborn way. It's almost like we're relieving and removing all that toxic stuff that we have grown up with Mm. and we're still fresh and that's where we want to be. That sounds so inviting. (laughs) And I have to share, uh, obviously, in the arduous research that we do leading up to one of these shows, I uh, got together with my team and we all chose to do the habit releasing, uh, negative habit releasing, uh, med- um, not meditation, although it felt so meditative, uh, the hypnotherapy that you have on your website. And we all did it, the four of us sitting around a table. And, um, and uh, we all remarked at how unbelievably fast we were able to get down to that absolute deepest relaxed state. Mm. Um, it, was, it was really quite amazing that we now have the technology that allows us to do that in an online, at-home situation um, and and still feel the benefits just as well as if we were going into someone's uh, office. Exactly right. I mean, you know, we are in a modern society and, and this is only quite new starting the online sessions and, mm. and my, my new site, Virtual Hypnotherapy, is probably the first well, so we believe it's the first in the world that that gives specific sessions and videos and training videos in in a, in a way that's it's exactly like if you came into the room of a therapist. And you know, some people would say, "But don't you need to make it very individual and very personal?" And while that is is true to a degree, most people that experience issues, particularly when we're looking about losing weight, stop smoking, anxiety issues, those sorts of things, most everyone has the same basis and the same reason for that particular issue to become a problem in their life. Mm. So we, we address a variety of issues. We look at, uh, we, we go along various, various methodologies, so we make sure that we encompass and engage all people. So the way that they think, the way that they feel, whether or not they're a visual or audio person, whether they're a kinesthetic person. So what we're able to do in the online sessions is to program it in such a way and design it in such a way that everybody will receive benefit from it. And that's what I love so much about the sessions. Mm. And is hypnotherapy suitable for everyone? Like can can anyone do it, kids even? Oh, look, absolutely. With, with children, it's a little different. We go about it in a slightly different way. Children are in a what we call a trance-like state many times in the day. <laughs> I've remarked that myself as a parent. <laughs> You say that they zone out. And sort of click, come back, come back. Where are you? I, I was speaking. To you, you go, 
oh, sorry, what, what? And because they were zoned out in their own little world. Now, adults do do that, but to a much lesser degree. And I know if I'm if I'm travelling up uh, up the highway for some you know a reason, I might travel up this highway every every day or, or once a week for five years. And I will then specifically say, all right, between this particular section and that particular session, I am going to look at every single individual house or the first house in every street I go past to notice that house. And I'll guarantee. I will see things that I've never seen before. And mm. why? Not because I'm just concentrating on the road, but I'm in a very focused state and all the peripherals disappear. So it is like you're in a very trance-like state many times when you're concentrating on something. And that's what we use to what we call um, provide an induction for people to start relaxing them down. So all the peripherals and all the outside distractions and noises come right in centered and then we can delete and eliminate anything that isn't of benefit to us at that particular time and that's why hypnotherapy is so focused and so directed at the subconscious mind and it works so effectively Mm. and when it comes to kids because I was thinking um, you know for boosting confidence or things like that can they join in with you and do one of the uh, online sessions Every child, particularly from the age of about 11 or 12, mm-hmm. is is perfectly fine to do that. Younger children, say from the age of 10 or so down, I wouldn't recommend necessarily the sessions because they need to have their, their induction, their relaxation done in a different way because right. it is just for 12 years and over. Yeah. So younger children, yes, but I then when I do have parents asking me to do sessions for their younger child, what I do is actually work with the parent. Right. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, children under the age of about 10 or 11, they learn, well, all of us have learned everything from our parents. We even learn how we feel about ourselves from our parents. So while we may be able to adjust the mindset of the child, as soon as they go back into the home environment, if it's a negative state, if the parents are speaking to them in a way that is not beneficial to the child, and so on, then that work is going to be affected and infringed. So once we can work with the parents, and I get a lot of parents whose children are six, seven years old, they've got behavioural issues, they've got various problems, arguing and fighting, and I get the parents in and I sit down, I let the parents explain what's going on with their children. Then I look at the parents and I go, so which one of you is your child like? And I always get an answer. Mm. So it, it is a modelling behaviour. So I work with the parents individually to, uh, to to help them adjust the behaviour of their child. But once a child gets to around 12, 11 or 12, then most of those things are set and then we can work individually with the child because their, their mindset is already become embedded. Right. And in in terms of once, once we are all grown up and we are being hypnotised, I've heard some people say, oh, I'm terrible at being hypnotised, it doesn't work for me, or and then other people are like, oh, it's just the best. Is that a case of people just finding that certain therapies work better for them than others or is it a case of needing to practice hypnotherapy to be able to, to get into that deep, relaxed state over time? It's actually a combination of both. A person can only uh, become subconsciously and consciously relaxed if they're willing and open to do so. You can't make a person relax if they're not going 
to want to do that. If a person doesn't feel safe, if a person is apprehensive, then they're not going to be able to relax as well as someone that's, oh, you know what, I am so looking forward to this or have experienced it before. So certainly the more that we go through the process of, of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, the more receptive we become. Mm-hmm. But it, And people often say to me, I don't know if I can be hypnotised. And I say, well, can you ever relax? Oh, yes, usually. Can you go to sleep? Oh, yes, I can. Well, if you can either relax or go to sleep, then you will have no problem being receptive to positive suggestions in hypnotherapy. And I go, oh, right. And each and every one of them have. You get the odd person that does fight it and, you know, we can tell them if they're tell if they're doing that in the room. But we usually then find other ways around uh, to to get straight into the, the subconscious part of the mind very early on rather than going through the conscious uh, part of the mind in the initial stages. But with the online sessions, what I do is a combination of both. Mm. I start consciously, then I go into the subconscious part. So whether they're trying to fight it or not, we get them in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think the um the depth of relaxation that people achieve in a session is it can it correlates to the success of the treatment? It does depend on the treatment. Many of the treatments I do online are for light hypnotherapy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's only things like stop smoking and weight loss where we the sessions are. are longer like they go for 45 50 minutes so there are longer sessions so we put that those particular people in a deeper state of hypnotherapy rather than the sort of the the 30 minute sessions where you are fairly light you do not need to be deep uh, it doesn't even matter in some of these sessions if you go to sleep because the subconscious mind is what is doing the work for you there are some sessions that I do deliberately lighter because I need the person to visualize certain things so we keep the person in a lighter state uh it's interesting one of the when I first put the session out we had a journalist from news.com contact us and say look I'm really interested in in doing this but I've looked at the sessions and I don't want to lose weight or stop smoking I don't want to relieve anxiety because I I don't have anxiety but I really would like to stop biting my nails. And I said, oh, I don't really have a nail-biting session there, but leave it with me. Mm. I'll do it for the weekend. So I did it for her, and I flicked it off on email, didn't hear anything for about a month. And then a month later, my daughter rings me, and she says, Mum, do you know that you're on front page of news.com? It's <laughs> like, really? And the journalist had done the session, and, and she said in her article that she'd fallen asleep in the first session. Yeah. So she did it. And then she did it again the third time just to make sure it was done. And her new habit was this because her nails were oh, so long. because she's got nails and it feels good. That's so good. It was absolutely wonderful. So um, if you do fall asleep in one of the lighter sessions, uh, one of the shorter sessions, then I do suggest that people do listen to it again because we we do get people in some of the sessions to visualise. Mm. So but with the weight and the smoking it uh, it doesn't matter so much with with sessions because we do deliberately get them deeper right and yeah I, I thought for even in the um ours was 22 minutes the habit breaking one that we did as a team and um <laughs> and a couple of us did the head nods you know when you're just just about to fall asleep you catch yourself and you bring yourself back um, yes. but but two of us didn't. So are you saying for the two of us that did experience that falling asleep sensation for such a short 
hypnotherapy session that we should perhaps do that session again? Again, it depends on the individual. Some Mm. people will nod off and go down and then certain wording in the session will bring them back up. So they're deeply relaxed but they're not asleep. Mm. Most people don't go to sleep. You do get the probably only about 5% of people would actually go to sleep through the session. Most people will go down and up and down and up and that's perfectly fine and they come up on the sections that their subconscious mind knows that they need to be receptive for. Yeah. So it's it's no, even if you, you did the head nod, that's perfectly fine. That's the induction. That <laughs> is exactly where we want you. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Good students all around. That's good. Um, now what's like, have you had any bizarre requests for, because I know you tailor them for individuals as well, just as you did for the nail-biting um, case. Anything mm-hmm. really strange that's come across, come your way and you've thought, wow, well, I've never hypnotised someone for that reason before? Well, I've been, I've been questioned to do a few different strange things. Mm-hmm. Some I choose to do and some I do not. <laughs> uh, one of the most common questions I get from the male population over the phone is, can you hypnotise my wife to enjoy sex? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yes. That is, uh, that is generally a no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I won't do that. But the interesting one, the, a few that I have had, is maldebarkment. Now, most right. people go, oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, maldebarkment is, it's a, when you go on, a lot of people, not a lot, a number of people experience that they go on a cruise, they get off the cruise ship, but they keep wobbling just like they are on a cruise. They're dizzy. They feel like they're still on the ship on the water. They sway, their head spins, they may feel nauseous. So I had a woman come in with this particular uh, issue and I thought, oh, wow, I've I've never heard of that before. So I did as much research as I could. There was really nothing written about it. So I spent a bit of time with her discussing the issue. I did a hypnotherapy session. She stood up, didn't move, and she said, oh, my God, my head is still. And oh, that's great. Room, she actually had to hold on to the wall and the door because that's how bad she was. Oh, she goodness. And her husband then came in to get her and she said, you know what, I'm going to drive home. And he's going, you're what? She said, I am going to drive home. So off she went. Then she told someone else who told someone else and I had another chap that come in, same sort of story. And then I wrote a blog about it. And that was about a year ago. I've had, oh, probably 15 people from all around the world say, I've read this blog, can you do a session with me via Skype? So that's exactly what I do. And these are the people that have usually had it from anywhere from 6 to 18 months. They've had oh, CAT scans. They've been to neurosurgeons. They've had all sorts of, uh, of treatment. Nothing has ever worked for them. But the hypnotherapy session, bang. Wow, amazing, (laughs) just amazing. And it just must feel so good to help people transform in such a short space in time as well. I mean, it's quite miraculous. Oh, look, it is. The the power our subconscious mind has, we we really don't understand at this stage. Us as therapists see it on a daily basis. We we see people that that come in, uh, you know, with, with dreadful, uh, feelings and, and issues or behaviours, and then within an hour or so, they just feel completely changed. They, they they regain their control of self. They re-empower themselves, and so many people arrive 
feeling that they don't have any control, that this particular behaviour or this particular feeling or, or this event that has occurred, they're powerless over. They've tried the anti um, and depressants. They've tried the, the anti-anxiety medication, the beta blockers, you name it, most of them have been on it. And they say, yeah, sometimes I might get a little bit, but you know what? No, it doesn't address the issue. It may treat the symptoms slightly. Uh, and they're giving, I find a lot of them will therefore give their power over to the pill or mm. the doctor rather than learning how to take control of self. And we, we've all experienced events or issues in our life that have hurt us, that have had a, a detrimental effect on us. Yet I always wonder why is it that some people can get on with things and manage while others struggle and suffer? Well, it's often the skills that we've learned as a child. Yeah. And once we can retrain the brain is what we say and teach the person how to re-empower, how to become empowered, uh, then that makes all the difference. For instance, the people that come in to me, you know, I have anxiety. And I'll go, okay, the first question I usually ask them is, if the word anxiety didn't exist, I'm going to throw it out into the universe, what is it you feel? They usually come back with the comment of, I'm scared or I'm in fear. Go, yes, you're not anxiety. Do you have anxiety or depression when you go to sleep, when you're out with friends, when you're eating breakfast, when you're watching a funny movie? And they go, no, no, I don't. But if you had the flu, you would have the flu when you're at the movies. You would have your flu when you're asleep. Yes. Well, that's because you have the flu, mm. but you don't have anxiety or you don't have depression. It's a feeling. It's a feeling that comes and goes and we can work with the people to assist them to not only alleviate but even worst case to diminish it to such a degree that they just don't notice it anymore. Mm. That's amazing. That's, oh, it really is. It's it's the best thing I ever did was learn the benefits of hypnotherapy uh, and, of course, the equal second best, I guess you could say, or the next best thing is seeing it in action with people. Even with the online sessions, I get regular emails from people to say, I'm just letting you know I did your stop smoking, your quit smoking session. It's now been six months. I haven't even thought of a cigarette. Thank you so much. I previously tried, you know, all the drugs and, and everything else, that the nicorette, the patches, the champex. Nothing really worked. But, wow, I am so over it I'm so done I'm so free right now I just wanted to drop a line to say thank you oh and that's we, so good ah oh, the emails are just wonderful the feedback you get is um it's very humbling it really is and and I say to each of them well thank you for thanking me but I only provided the tools for you you did the work you processed the results that you gained belong to you oh I always say that too with our courses everyone's like you changed my life I'm like no I provided information you mm -hmm. changed your life you know and it comes back to that desire to empower people to feel empowered for themselves as opposed to needing gurus because uh, I, I just think you know that leaves us in a powerless state so like when the guru's not there right next to you or not there in your private Facebook group or um, you know, on the end of the email, then you feel lost and, and disempowered and you don't yeah. want that. You want people to realise that they're the ones doing the work. I love that you said that. <laughs> but no, it's so, so true, Alex, and, and that is what it's all about. Even as a counsellor, I, I do sometimes get, get clients ringing me up at all, all different times of the day or night with an issue and I, I talk to them about that issue and I will I'll give it back to them. That's mm. what I do I give it back to them so I'm not going to fix you for a start you're not broken but if you've got an issue that is 
currently overwhelming you, then let's help you get through that. And let's see if you may be you may be able to think about it somewhat differently and take a different approach or a different view of that. And that's what the hypnotherapy can do so quickly. It it gives us a different approach and it places a different view on the event or the issue or the behaviour that we're experiencing. And we realise that, you know what, if I created this, then I certainly have the ability and the power to stop it. And that's exactly right. Mm. We don't need any, any drugs or any any ongoing, you know, sessions, you know, the 10 sessions at the psychologist, so to speak, and I get a lot of people in after they've done that, uh, and, and we find that they're reliant, exactly as you said, they become reliant on the other person, which is not helping them with the recovery that they need for ongoing health and well-being. Mm. It's, it's funny, isn't it? I noticed the, the, a, a possessive word being used around, like it's my therapist, it's my um, illness, it's my, you know, like ownership, and I think yeah. that might be part of the disempowerment uh, pattern. What, what do you think? Oh, it absolutely is. We, it's not only that, you know, my therapist or, or my psychologist or whatever said this or said that, it's then about my medication, my tablet, the tablets I'm taking, my anxiety, my depression. And once we become labelled, we take ownership of that and we become that. We have a saying, what the mind believes, the body responds to. So if we believe because we've been told by the doctor that we have depression or anxiety, then that is what we become. And so using hypnotherapy, we find that, uh, you know, we we release that completely and we realise that the power is within each and every one of us. I have the power. My mind controls my behaviours, my thoughts, my feelings, my actions. And, and once we understand that and we do the, the very simple therapy sessions, it's just such an empowerment, as you say, self-empowerment to take control of your own self, your own mind, your own behaviour. It's mm. wonderful. Yeah. And just from a duty of care perspective, I feel like I should mention that no one out there should stop their medication right now and, and ditch everything because we can all be hypnotised. Um, no. you know, really work with your doctor if you feel like you're at a point where you want to reduce your dose and experiment with that please make sure there's a doctor by your side doing that. Um, uh, and then mm. come in saying, I want to get off the pills and I'm the first one that says, no, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. For st- don't you stop them because you'll probably have dreadful withdrawals. But I said discuss with your doctor perhaps dropping one of your pills, say, on a Monday for a month. Mm. See how you feel. Reassess how you feel. Talk to the doctor. Then you may drop the Thursday pill as well. So I said even stopping your medication may take you six or seven months. Mm. But if you if you decide to stop, then work with your practitioner to make sure that you're safe while you're doing it because yeah. it is a process. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, while things like hypnotherapy, uh, other things that, um, you know, like energetic healing is something I can think of that is extremely effective um, as a therapy for, for helping people release certain patterns and things. You know, at the same time, I, I always like to mention that, you know, there's there's a duty of care there. There's a lot of people on the internet saying, you know, we can be saved by this. And, and unfortunately, because of guru mentality, people think they can just stop everything they're doing now. And I just, I find that irresponsible. So, 
off the jaw. Yeah. But as you mm. just mentioned, like, there's kinesiology, there's Reiki, there's a whole range of very empowering modalities out there. And some will suit some people, others will suit other people. But the difference, I guess, with the, the virtual hypnotherapy is that it can be done online. Mm. You don't have to travel to an office. You don't have to wait for it. And the beauty of the online session is you download it and you keep it forever. So it's yours forever to use if you need it. And and I think that's why it's becoming so very popular because you don't have to go back, oh, something else comes up or happens, so I have to go back and have the, the, the Reiki or the kinesiology or something done again. This is enables a person to, to hold it forever and use it if and when they ever need it again. And it's great for the budget too. A lot of people find it quite overwhelming, the amount that we have to spend on our health these days and and it's just, you know, for what? what is it? I can't remember. It was like 20 to $50, that kind of price range. Um, and, I, I, you know, that's just so accessible and you can be anywhere in the world and just poof, so good. Yep. Um, yes. Now, something I noticed, uh, actually one of the um, girls on my team, Kate, noticed it first, um, was the backing track. And we were curious to know whether it was delivered on a particular frequency to enhance the experience and the depth of relaxation you wanted people to um, achieve so that you could then do that visualisation. Is 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 it really planned out? Is it very, very um, deliberate? Yes, it is. Ah, <laughs> thought so. Talk us we through had, it. We've, we had the music specifically designed and it took us – it took me actually months to really have the music designed that I wanted. There's some great music out there. But I specifically wanted one that included an alpha and a beta and a theta wave within it. And the reason being is that the alpha waves go directly to the subconscious part of the mind. They're, if you call, if you like to call them a relaxation wave. Mm-hmm. So the alpha waves allow deeper relaxation of the mind and the body while at the same time it quietens the mind while uh, creating higher levels of creativity, whereas the beta wave is linked more to the conscious mind uh so we we use that for concentration and motivation and then the theta waves again represent the subconscious mind and it it enables more connection with the subconscious mind it aids a deeper meaning to be discovered and it stimulates the healing of the body mind it lowers stress and anxiety so that's the reason that we specifically designed the music the way it is, and we use it uh, as a backing for, for all of our tracks. It was designed by um, a gentleman from a local university that, uh, that taught music, combined with a music producer that has been in the business for about 30 years. So all of us worked on that for, as I say, months, really to get the music exactly the way we wanted it, and then we tried it out and tested it on a range of people and made any necessary adjustments with this particular sound or that particular sound so we could have one that worked really well and and we feel that we've absolutely nailed it. Mm, I really think you have. It's brilliant. Um, And often I've done a couple of hypnotherapy sessions where there was no music and there certainly wasn't deliberate alpha, beta, theta music um, that had been created for the experience and the comparison for me was actually quite, pronounced in terms of the effectiveness oh great yeah mm. and, and as that's why we we designed it I was work I've worked on these sessions the online virtual hypnotherapy sessions for quite a few years the like the smoking and the weight loss one 
has taken me over five years mm. to actually develop. Uh, and, and as I say, we send them out and we, we try them. I test them in the room with people. Um, yeah, so we do a lot of uh, a lot of testing of the sessions prior to releasing them, and um, and we there we know that people get enormous benefit. So we never put anything out because oh yeah, this might be a good idea or this is you know let let's make a bit of money out of that. It's nothing about that. We charge as you mentioned such a small amount to cover the cost of of the research that we've done, of the videoing, of um, holding the website on there. We're very fortunate that we're not really we're not really needing to make a lot of money out of these sessions. I, I, I do individual sessions and, and we're quite financially comfortable. The whole idea of the virtual hypnotherapy session was to enable everybody everywhere to benefit from the sessions at a minimal cost and that's the way we've set it up. Yeah, I love that. And um, something that caught my eye was that pets get a look in in your sessions. <laughs> Talk to us about how that came about. Well, I think most of us love animals. I love animals. And a few of my clients had been coming in with some anxiety issues and a lot of it related to their pets, mainly their dogs, that they were they were worried when they were at work all day, every day, and the dogs would fret and then they'd, they'd be going to a wedding or something and, oh, I can't leave them over the weekend. Can I take them to the hotel? And so after, uh, after a few years of this, I thought, you know what? why don't we try and design something for dogs, something to, to relieve their loneliness, to lower their anxiety? So we developed a session again, back to the same um, music producer and, and uh, music guru, and again we worked on it for oh, probably about seven months, and we developed a, a session called No More Lonely Dog. Aww. And it's, it's really <laughs> So well, we've tried on big dogs, little dogs. It's it's so good. It just lets them rest comfortably and relax. But what we advise is that they play the music while they're with their dog at home or sitting down patting them for at least two, three, or even four times. And then when they go out, they put the music on. And we usually recommend that you put it on repetitive play. So the dog, one, connects it with being comfortable and with their owner of being safe and being with someone, and then before too long, the the, um, the owner comes home, and the pet hasn't dug the holes. They haven't pulled apart the uh, the, the the couch on the on the veranda. <laughs> they're just they're just happier and more relaxed. And the really interesting part about this track is we use the didgeridoo in the track. Oh wow! That's done before, and we found in the research that we we've done, we found that the didgeridoo. In, um, in, in many of you know, the Arnhem Land type of um, celebrations and things like that, that the dingoes mm-hmm. would always relax and quieten when the didgeridoo was being played. So we also worked in with an Aboriginal elder on and, and we had the music played um, to include in the track. So once we added the didgeridoo to the music we'd already had set up, it just, oh, it was just like the cherry on top. It was beautiful it was perfect and the dogs responded so much better so the no more lonely dog session is is there for anyone that that really cares for their for their dog and wants to make sure that they're comfortable and feel safe and relaxed while they're alone wow and so what do you play it on a loop or something is it usually recommend yeah that they play it on a loop as i say we recommend that they play it three or four times in the home while they're there with their pet so they, they sit with their pet, 
they pat them, you know, they might watch TV and the pet might be with them on the lounge. They may sleep with them in the bed so they play it as they go to sleep. So therefore what it what it embeds into the dog's mind is that I am safe, I am with my 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 dad or my mum, I am feeling comfortable, I am relaxed. And then that music therefore continues, uh, that the feeling rather continues as the music is being played when the animal, when the dog is alone. And the didgeridoo music, as I say, when they are alone, has that effect on the uh, on the pet. Amazing. So good. Yeah. And I, I dare say there'd be quite a few people who just heard that and gone, wow, I need that. Oh, so it, it's so beautiful. We, we uh, sometimes mind um, uh, rescue dogs mm-hmm. and some of them arrive all quite excited mm. and uh, energetic, you could say. So we've used it on some of the rescue dogs and had such an amazing response when uh, when we've returned them to either their owner or, or a new new person. Uh, the the people that have previously looked after them said, "Oh, so did they dig a lot of holes? Did they chew up everything?" And we say, actually, no, they didn't display any of those behaviours. And it's like, really? <laughs> what did you do? And we tell them that oh, we use the the audio session. Now some people go. Right. <laughs> That's where they tune out and go back away slowly. Yeah, they yeah. do. Crazy. And others go, I have a copy of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, now, can you, as a hypnotherapist, as a trained hypnotist, are you able to work on yourself or do you always need someone to guide you from the outside? Um, it depends what it is. If I'm after a, a specific type of session, then I will either – write something and my husband has also done some hypnotherapy training will um will do the session uh on me otherwise i will record the session and i will play it for myself for instance i went in i had to have uh four years ago i needed to have an emergency hysterectomy mm-hmm. now i didn't but they thought i did my right. mother passed from ovarian cancer uh a number of years ago so they always, you know, make sure they keep an eye on everything. And they said, look, if you ever, once you feel that you're starting to go through menopause, come along. So I went along when I was about 55. And they said, oh, we'll just do an ultrasound. And sure enough, they said there was a mass on the ovary. Mm-hmm. And I oh, well, that's interesting. We need to do a full hysterectomy. And it was a couple of nights before the operation. I had to wait about three weeks because it was a Christmas period. And I wanted to attend the Christmas parties. Yeah. So I <laughs> very Priorities. Bad. And I just, I had, I sort of woke up in the middle of the night with this voice saying, there's nothing there, you're fine. There's nothing there, you're fine. And I thought, oh, okay, not sure what to do with that. But I thought, well, I'll still go in because why not? There's nothing working anymore. I may as well have it out and therefore take any risk away. But what I did is is I worked with my husband a couple of weeks prior to the surgery. So I would recover very quickly from the hysterectomy because, you know, they cut you and, and there's quite a large scar and everything was being taken out. We also pro- provided, uh, I provided him with a session to read while I was in hospital so I would recover quicker and the pain would be substantially reduced. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I went in and I had the surgery on, I think it was the Tuesday evening. The Wednesday morning, uh, he came in and we'd already been embedding the, um, the quick healing and the low pain. They gave me morphine originally, and then after that, I didn't use any pain medication whatsoever, not even a penadol. 
And they kept coming in saying, are you sure you don't want pain meds? And I go, no, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. And then my husband came in and did the, the fast recovery session again on me that we did once before I went in to the hospital and then while I was there. And then I felt so good the following day, I went out to the desk and said, I'm booking myself out. They said, but you can't. You've got to be in here five days, four or five days. I said, well, I'm not because I feel fine. But we've got to wait for the doctor to write a pain medication. I don't need a pain medication. So anyway, I ended up getting out of the hospital a couple of hours later after they released me against their recommendations. I came home. We spent another two or three days doing similar sessions. Now, I was supposed to be off work for six weeks, six to eight weeks, given my age. Three weeks later, I was working. I had no pain medication throughout the entire event. Wow. None. The anaesthetic and the initial pain medication as you wake up from the surgery. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm no braver than anyone else, believe me. I mean, I have had children, so we're tough. We know that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I can honestly say it was due to the hypnotherapy session to relieve the pain and to increase the healing that my body responded and I did a similar thing to my husband a few years ago. It was 10 years ago now. He needed a um, an osteotomy, ephemeral osteotomy, which is quite a, a major surgery where they cut his, cut his uh, femoral bone and they implant another bone to straighten his leg up. And they said, you know, it's going to be very painful and you'll need medication. And they, they prescribed him endone and, and, oh, God, you name it, they gave it to him. And uh, they said he would need constant... Um, you know, sort of physio, that he would be on constant pain medication and within 10 years, 8 to 10 years, he would need a full knee replacement. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, we're in our 11th year. After we did some pain relief sessions for him, and I do one every now and again, and I mean like three times in the last 10, 11 years, my husband surfs every day. We walk every day. He has no pain. He takes no pain medication. And he is light years away considering any knee replacement wow and that is due to the power of his mind that has helped him lower the the um the pain because what it does it it takes the focus away from it when we're uncomfortable when we've got a pain we focus on it we Mm. concentrate and therefore it usually exacerbates it but with the hypnotherapy session it actually removes that uh that issue away from your mind it it just takes it away so don't think about it Mm. And it's, it's just not there. It's the same as if you if you were in an accident and this has been, you know, recorded many, many times and you've, you've broken your leg or broken your ankle or whatever it is, you've got so much adrenaline running through your body, you're so worked up, you're not concentrating on yourself, you're helping the other people or your children or family members that may have been injured or hurt in the accident. And it's not until hours later where you go to the hospital and they go, well, we better check you out. We do an X-ray. Oh, my God, you've got a broken leg. Uh, then, you know, oh, God, yes, now I feel the pain. So there's so many cases of of that happening and and many of your listeners have probably even felt that. And and I remember one lady was saying to me when we were talking about it that she remembers a toothache that she had and, oh, my God, it just didn't go away, this terrible toothache. And she was waiting and waiting on getting into the dentist and her child had an accident. And she went to the child's aid. She had to call an ambulance. She went to the hospital. The child needed an operation. And it it was about uh, 48 hours until the child was going to be, they knew that the child was going to be fine and and safe again. And she said, it was funny. After I'd 
found out that my child was going to be safe, guess what happened? My toothache came back. She oh. said for that 48 hours, my toothache wasn't there. Ah, she was focused on someone else. Yes, mm. instead of herself. And, and that is the beauty of our mind. So our mind can take away the focus from the pain when mm. we put it else and it doesn't need to be a disaster we simply are able to train our mind for it to go somewhere else and not concentrate on pain so we use the um the reduced pain a lot yeah brilliant um look there are just so many it, it, i mean I, I guess people are just probably busting to go check out your website um <laughs> but there are there are so many uses for hypnotherapy and i think uh i think if 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 the best thing you get out of it is a state of deep relaxation and just a refocusing around your habits and what you feel empowered by in the face of um, anxieties that you might experience in life and, and those sorts of things, then, then, then that's for you. You don't have to be quitting smoking or weight loss. I think a lot of people just think of those two topics when they think of hypnotherapy, but there are a lot more subtle applications. And having, oh, they have, yeah. And as I said, like the, the stop nail biting, we've even got one to help you concentrate to study and retain information, mm. recover relationship breakdown, which is sometimes so difficult to, to get over. Mm. You're reducing anxiety, removing that past baggage, abolishing that annoying habit, whether that be, you know, hair pulling, whether that be playing the poker machines or, or drinking too much. All of these things, if, if we start the action, guess what? We can stop it. Once we know how and once our mind is empowered, naturally and safely empowered to do so. I, I love that. I think that is a brilliant way to end our chat today. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen Phillip. It's been super enlightening to learn the ins and outs of hypnotherapy, the broad ranges of things we can use it for. And, uh, and I encourage anyone to go and check out uh, Karen's work. We have all the details in the show notes for you as always. Thank you so much once again, Karen. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Alex. Awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. And before I sign off, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that writes a review or leaves a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it is you listen to the show. We appreciate it so much. It's the best way you can say thank you because it helps us stay visible and it helps people who haven't listened to the show before but who might come across it in a search think, hmm, I might give that a go. So I appreciate that and I'm wishing you the best week. Until next week, you can catch us on lowtoxlife.com and if you want to check out those show notes, remember to put forward slash podcast and it'll take you straight there. Otherwise, I'll also see you on Instagram. I'm always posting there. It's a little bit more uh, personal and a look at sort of how I eat and what I do and my dad's pictures of blossoms and whatever else is going on. And that's at Low Tox Life. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.